On today's episode, we recap Monday Night Football and NFL Sunday Week 13. We also react to the college football playoffs. And is Rams head coach Sean McVay the most overpaid coach in sports? This and much, much more. It's time to sideline the agenda. Welcome to Sideline the Agenda. My name is Scott, and with me is Chris. Welcome to the show that sidelines the talking points of the corporate sports media. We give you our opinions unapologetically. Nothing is out of bounds, and every subject is fair game. Coming up, Pac-12 turns neon as Colorado welcomes Dion. And did Caleb Williams lose his Heisman bid because he got his nails did? But first, we would like to invite you to join our agenda to sideline the agenda by subscribing to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy your podcasts entertainment. You can also follow us on Twitter at Sideline Agenda. Sideline the Agenda. Get off the sideline and into the game. Welcome, everybody, to Sideline the Agenda. A uh, lot of going on in uh, the the grand wide world of sports. We've we've got a great show for you. We're going to be talking about, like I said, uh, NFL uh, Week 13 recap, Monday Night Football. Oh, Tom Brady doing what Tom Brady does. Um, <laughs> you know, there's some moving and shaking in uh, college football in regards to the, uh, the the Heisman candidates. The final candidates were announced. We're going to touch on that, of course, and of course the playoffs, uh, the, the 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 top four uh, uh, for the uh, the college playoff. Um, uh, championship have have been announced, and uh, uh, we're, we're going to react to that. Uh, but first, did you see that uh, um, pitcher Justin Verlander? He's he's heading to the net the, to the Mets. Excuse me. Yeah, and he's uh, uh is he reuniting with Scherzer? He's he's played with Scherzer before, right? Or am I just imagining that on some? Yeah, they were on the, team. They were in Detroit uh, together. That's they were right. on the Tigers together. That's yeah, that's right. They went to the World Series together. They I believe they lost that series, but yeah, they they. Definitely acquainted with one another. Mets lost their ace, DeGrom, to uh, the Texans, which I thought was kind of surprising, but I guess you know, that's somewhere he wanted to be, and they were going to offer him the most money. Yeah. So DeGrom went there, and then, uh, you know, to the Mets' credit, they turned right around and si- signed the Cy Young winner. So Yeah, the Athletic not, reports not that uh, the first two years of the deal are worth $86.66 million for Verlander. I guess the uh, $43.3 million average annual value is identical to uh, what the Mets gave Max Scherzer uh, last offseason. Um, and uh, tied for the largest in baseball history, Verlander and Scherzer are the only two players ever to sign contracts worth more than $40 million per year. Uh, though, of course, you have uh, Aaron Judge out there pending. Um, so uh, right. I'm pretty sure he's going to eclipse that. But uh, nonetheless, um, you know, big moves uh, coming out of New York with, with, uh, with them uh, picking up Verlander and, and uh, going to have a big, big bullpen. I, I don't know. I mean, of course, you know, names. We talk about names. We're all really right. <laughs> into names. And so, you know, it's part of our our, our struggle as, uh, as as people as we, you know, just uh, really, really lean into uh, idolatry <laughs> of, right. of individuals and whatnot. Obviously, it takes a squad to win. Uh, it takes a squad to win something um, like a World Series. But that said... Obviously, this does nothing but help the New York Mets. What do you think about them sitting in the National League? Uh, I mean, they 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 just like the Dodgers had 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 many wins, but uh, seemingly could not get it done when it came to right. the postseason. Is this what gets them over the hump? Uh, in baseball, no. Um, <laughs> like you said, it, it really <laughs> takes a it takes a full squad. I mean, 
you got to have the starters and having two starters great as they are Scherzer and Verlander um they're both you know well up there in years and it's just you know sooner or later old father time comes I'm not saying he's going to this year but you know it's just you're that much closer to that happening uh even though Verlander's fresh off of a world uh world series win and also a Cy Young win uh he did get kind of uh, touched up a little bit in uh, a few of his starts in the playoffs um so you got to have the lineup. I mean, baseball comes down to your offense. Can they score enough runs? Of course, you want your pitchers to hold the other team down, which if these guys are you know on all cylinders, that's what they're going to be able to do. But you, you're basically trading a much younger ace in his prime for a much older ace, even though he's still great. Um, so if anything, I think they actually might take a somewhat of a slight step down. Are they going to win another 100 games? I don't, I don't know, maybe. But we saw 300 win teams this year get bounced in, like, right. I think it was the first round. So just baseball, the playoff format, such a long season, and then everything can be decided in five games or less, uh, some of them even in three-game series. So it's it's tough to say with baseball. Uh, but did you see what his wife said? No. Um, so <laughs> I forget what her his wife's name is. She, she's some famous model. Yeah, she's that model. actress. Or, yeah, right, uh, right. Yeah, fam- famous model. And uh, she said the other New York team offered them more money, but they didn't want to go somewhere that they boo their own team. Because <laughs> when the Yankees lost or got swept right. uh, by the Astros, they were they were hearing the boo birds out there. So that's, that's and rightly pretty so. hilarious. <laughs> right, right. That's so what's she's keeping like, them we back. don't want to go there. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. We just want to be worshipped, period. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah Mets should be a hell of a team. They're still going to be a great team. It's a good point that you're saying, though. I mean, uh, of course, these, these, these guys are veterans and, and but like you said, Father Time is is uh, is tapping away here, um, and that's a lot of money to tie yeah. up with Father Time, you know. That's and right. it, you know, uh, again, maybe even on this same level here, it's like you speak of the Dodgers, Los Angeles Dodgers. They, you know, Kershaw, he's returning, um, yeah. uh, signed a one one year twenty million dollar deal. And again, I you know I love Kershaw. He's he's of course you know the, the the brand of the Dodgers. He's been there forever. Hate to see him go somewhere else, right? You know, yeah, but right. dot 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 right. It's a lot of money to tie up for an individual, yeah. you know, especially when you have other you know pieces out there that uh, uh, you know could arguably be utilized and leveraged uh, with um, a, a, li- a a longer expiration date uh, right. than uh, Kershaw. And I don't refer to Kershaw in regards to his age and and uh, his um, career being the expiration date. I, I refer to him petering out about that 82-game mark, um, yeah. you know, and, and just uh, – taking a dump on the rest of the season and and uh of course not being being a relative no-show in the in the postseason consistently you know as far right. as, as my p- opinion is concerned of him so i i don't know like uh, again i guess that makes us all feel warm and fuzzy uh as dodger fans like i said i mean to have total respect for him uh as an athlete he's 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 definitely at the you know the pinnacle when it comes to 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 pitchers especially dodger pitchers but you know here we are yet another year um, you know, tying up that kind of money for an individual where it's like, God, what, what are you actually, what is the return on investment? Right. Uh, and, and, you know, it, it's the same, it's the same situation with Verlander and Scherzer, like ultimately, you know, you got 80 million now with those two individuals, like what's the return on investment? Is it enough to get you over the hump? Is it enough to get you there? 
Um, or is it what got you there to begin with? You know, uh, you know, case can be made for sure, but I don't know if I'm as confident in those individuals as, uh, you know, others might be. So how, how do you react to that? Well, I'll see the difference with Verlander and Scherzer is they got rubber arms. They, they go out there and right. they throw and they've been doing it for years and years and years. And I think Scherzer might've had an injury a while back, but it seems like it's been a long time. Verlander, man, that guy just, he just keeps throwing and throwing and racking up innings. Whereas Kershaw, you know, he's got a very big history of injuries, not being able to go full seasons. So yeah, that 20 million number, I, would, I love it that he's back on the Dodgers. He's, he's, he's solid when he's out there and healthy, but I would have loved to have seen that number closer to like maybe 15 million right. uh, for a season. I think 20 is a little steep. So yeah, if Kershaw was like Verlander and Scherzer, that he's not getting these injuries and he's, he, you know, your best ability sometimes is your availability. Um, if he had more of a history like those other guys where he, he can give you a, a, a great amount of appearances, um, then sure, you know, give him the money, but he's always got something going on in his back, his oblique, his shoulders, you know, something. So. Yeah, it's nostalgic that he's still there. And when he's out there, you know, he's good. He did have a good season this last year. But again, he was only there for like half the season. And um, you would like to get more out of him for that amount of money. Absolutely. Well, speaking of return on investment, was thinking about talking about this later in the show, but uh, just going to bring it up now. Um, Sportico put out the list of the top 10 highest paid coaches in U.S. sports, like across all the sports. Uh, sitting at the top of that list, probably no surprise to anybody, is, is uh, Bill Belichick. Uh, he's making $20 million. Um, uh, but uh, us Los Angeles uh, Rams fans here, uh, uh, it, it pains us to see at just sitting at what three and seven now that uh, Sean McVay is on this list, number three. And again, out of all the sports, uh, Sean McVay is the th- McVay is the third highest paid coach, uh, making fourteen million um, a year. So. Uh, did you see this list first and foremost? And then uh, what, did. what did you react to? We, we got Pete Carroll at number two, Sean McVay, number three, uh, Greg Papa, bitch, <laughs> yeah. uh, San Antonio Spurs head coach, uh, 13 mil, uh, Mike Tomlin, 12.5 for the Steelers. Uh, uh, and uh, tied for that six slot was uh, Andy Reid and uh, John Harbaugh. Um, both making twelve million, um, and then of course the 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 the, the remaining three are all uh, no surprise college football head coaches. You got Nick Saban um, uh, at eleven point eight, um, and uh, Debo and uh, uh, Curb Smart as well. Uh, those guys are floating around uh, eleven mil. Um, I mean that, that that to me too is just so crazy because that's a it's a school. Like in theory, people are going to <laughs> higher education to pay for education, and yet the amount of money in higher ed, especially college football, is just it's just insane. Like, do you think that they really they really think that Nick Saban cares about you know GPAs uh, or, or right. that they're really that these students are are really like uh, have to show up to class or whatever when that kind of money's on the table? Those kind of broadcasting deals, those kind of anyway, <laughs> I, I you know that's a that's a tangent for another day. But um, it, it, as far as that that list of coaches, you know, obviously when we talk about return on investment, it's obviously not happening right now for the Rams. Um, and, and it, of course, 
Sean McVay won the Super Bowl last year, right? Undisputed, they yeah. are the, the Super Bowl defending champs uh, right now, even though they don't look like it. So in relationship to return on investment, how much time does Sean McVay actually have? When uh, Does he get a pass this year because he won the Super Bowl last? I mean, at what point next year, if cracks start to form, do eyes start locking on him and uh, he... The, the the fan base the, the 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 head office starts to consider him potentially the problem i think he's probably got at least a couple years yeah. of of bad football before his job's in, in jeopardy i think he's got an easy excuse and a valid one he's just been decimated with injuries um that's true they've had a different offensive line every single game they've gone out there and played this year Guys are beat up all over the place. And as Rams fans, you know, especially since they've come to LA, we haven't seen this. He's actually had one of the healthiest teams uh, kind of against all odds uh, these, these past several seasons. So the injury bug finally caught up to him. I still think it's all karma from the Robert Woods trade. But uh, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, th- I think as far as being the third highest pay, I, I think he kind of actually deserves it. It's a big market, LA. The owner has got a lot of money. He's not hurting for money. So there's just going to be an extra bump just from being in this market. And then you throw in that he's been in two Super Bowls. He's won one. Um, Turn the team around in in one year. I mean, they were a, a laughing stock under, uh, oh gosh, what was the name? Mustache. Fisher. Under Jeff, Jeff Fisher. Fisher. <laughs> Comes <laughs> back the, the very next year and wins. I think they won like 11 games. That's had the number true. one offense in the league. Right. It took them no time to turn it around. And they, they've been good ever since. Even though after they went to the Super Bowl in 18, of course they lost. And that was a very bad showing. But there's many reasons for that. Um, next year, they, they were still competitive, even though they didn't make playoffs. I think they went 9-7. and seven, And then uh, they come right back and win the Super Bowl. And now we're seeing what we're seeing this year. But I think it's actually somewhat telling because I think you can tell the difference between guys that they already have a good assembled squad and, you know, the office is able to make a couple moves to stack it. I mean, they basically had a super team last year. The real good coaches can make something better when it's not really there. So, like, this year, all these injuries. And even with that, I think there's still a lot of moves that he could have done and should have done to make this team more competitive. We saw some good uh, play this last week, and I'm sure we'll talk about it against Seattle. A lot of promising things, but it seems like it took them a long time to get to this point. A lot of players that are barely seeing the field that should have been seeing it earlier. Um, and the schemes, especially defensively as a head coach, you I, I don't know why he allows that to go on. But with yeah, that being said, I, 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 yeah, I think the, the pay is valid at this point with his, his track record. So I think he's got... This year is a free pass, all the injuries. So next year, we'll have to really see what happens. And then if they suck next year or they don't do as good as they should, then I think the following year, if he decides to even come back, the following year is where he'll, the heat, you know, he'll be on the hot seat for sure. Yeah, because, I mean, he could just be a benefactor of, of him coming in with the whole, you know, McVeigh system and, uh, you know, people, take, you know, being slow to adjust to him. You know, I don't think that's the case. I think it's all of the points that you just, uh, uh, you know, look to. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're, they're, then after if they ha- if he has a poor showing next week i mean he can't be he's got to be a, 
you know, more than 500 uh, next year. And then hopefully with a, with a healthy squad, he'll be able to attend to attain that. Um, Otherwise, you know, I think all eyes do start pointing uh, towards Sean McVay and see that maybe he's been exposed. Maybe he's, he's overrated, you know, all those talking points will start coming out. And so uh, uh, he's, he's, he's definitely uh, the, the, the hair gels are cracking there in uh, (laughs) Los Angeles. Um, uh, Let's move on real quick. Did you uh, see the OBJ? He was attending the uh, Dallas Mavericks Phoenix Suns game. And uh, the uh, the crowd, uh, uh, they started to do a little uh, recruiting themselves and started to chanting OBJ. So clearly they're uh, they're wanting uh, Jerry Jones to potentially bring him <laughs> to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I mean, obviously he's making his little tour. I, I, again, speaking of return on investment, I just don't get yeah. it. You know I, I, know, I just don't get why Jerry Jones would even, especially after the game that they just massacred right. Dallas you Cowboys, absolutely massacred the Indianapolis Colts. Now, granted, it's Colts, but still, um, you know, they they seem to be running, they seem to be moving. Like, do they yep. really want to bring on an OBJ? Do they really want that diva drama? And not saying because he was actually very well behaved when he was with the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, he I was. Got to give him credit. He didn't seem to be a distraction that we thought that he may or could be. Um, do you do you think that uh, Dallas would be better? off at this point just you know uh, uh moving on and 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 focusing on what they have right here in the moment now it's looking like yeah they don't need them i mean their offense has been doing much better especially after since Dak came back i gotta give Dak credit he's he's been much better um i think the the graph they were showing that they were uh, i think the number one offense in the league since he's he's come back he the, you know they've been doing well so is this going to be subtraction by addition if you add obj because now it's just another thing that you got to think about and that you got to try and work in and maybe you just don't need it i mean with that defense the way they're able to play um it might just be even if he's well behaved and all that it's just still something extra to think about that that maybe you just don't need um i think because I think OBJ is wanting to sign, and I, I think the Cowboys are wishing and, that the Eagles game was going to happen sooner. Because uh, you know Beckham, he wants to get a, a contract signed. He wants his money, and I think the Cowboys kind of want to see where they are against the Eagles. Because if they can beat the Eagles without him, I don't think they would they would go for him. But I think in in, in the long run, it doesn't hurt to have more weapons. So if they got the money and they're willing to to take the dive, then, I mean, if you're not able to use them effectively, then you could just bench them, I guess. But <laughs> right. <laughs> but that's a lot of money you're tying yeah, up. Yeah, I, I know. You could be so, using for future future seasons. I, I feel like the, the Cowboys, if you're really feeling good about your team and, and the way you've been playing, then just take a pass. But if you feel like when it comes down to it in the playoffs or against the Eagles, you need that extra little weapon because the Eagles, you know, they're no joke either. Then I think you got to go all in and uh, we'll see what their decision is. Because, yeah, the the fans in, uh, in Dallas definitely want them. Yeah, but the fans are stupid. Yeah, well, <laughs> fans like names. I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like, and we. We're, oh yeah, we had OBJ. Well, oh, give us the Super Bowl. Just right, give it exactly. To us. It's I over. Mean, it's just like all those people in Denver were like, "Oh, we got Wilson. We got Russell Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Super Bowl, here we come." Now, how did that turn out, people? Again, it oh, takes an man. entire squad to uh, to to get to the big show, um, and 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 we're all susceptible to it. You know, it's yeah. like uh, I mean, just like even the Christian McCaffrey situation with San Francisco. It's like, dude, that's it. The Super Bowl. 
football locked. Now, great, great. We're going to get to San Francisco later in the show, but you know, number one defense, no doubt. Uh, uh, having Trey Lance uh, get injured was the best thing for him. But now, unfortunately, Jimmy Garoppolo's hurt, and so now right. all that we thought was potentially a sure shot of them sure. uh, heading to the Super Bowl again uh, was uh, is is we're maybe may not be so confident now. So so things can change, especially when uh, you you just uh, uh, are, are you know just relying on the names itself. But um, still, nonetheless, I mean, OBJ would obviously be a benefit to any of those squads if leveraged and utilized correctly. But there's also a lot of baggage that comes with it. And then again, it really just comes down to return on investment to me. It's like, is it worth yeah, it? How much way? are you paying them? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let's move on to a college football uh New Colorado head coach, uh, Deion Sanders, well, he met uh, players for the first time Sunday and told uh, them exactly what he would do to them. And it wasn't nice. He said that some of them would be replaced. He told them that they should get ready to find new teams and take the transfer portal out of town. <laughs> um, and he that also, he would try to actively make them quit. What do you think about this? What do you think about uh, uh, Deion Sanders uh, leaving Jackson State, you know, historic black college, uh, turn that definitely turned that squad around uh brought some tv deals and some eyes yeah. with him yep. which that obviously didn't hurt uh but now heading to the uh the the piss pot in the in the pack 12 known as uh, colorado who who definitely need uh, a reface uh they're, they're just awful you know every right. every t every game of theirs i've watched this season was just like abysmal at best um so uh, what are you thinking about this? Is this is this uh, uh, the good move, good move for Dion? Do you think he's going to bring in? Uh, you know he's going to bring in eyes. What is he? What is he going to contribute to Colorado, their football squad, and then also ultimately, what is he going to do for for the Pac-12? I was actually shocked that like Colorado was one of the only big colleges, quote unquote, big colleges trying to get him. I mean, I, I really thought that there would be some other, even much bigger colleges, more successful colleges that would want to take a dive at, at Dion because, I mean, why wouldn't you? So somewhat shocked there. But for, for Colorado and for Dion, I, I actually think it's a great move. Um, Dion's going to get the, the more attention from being in the, the one of the Power Five conferences. And, you know, a lot of people don't like it and turn them off, but I actually appreciate his candor and appreciate him coming in there to a really bad football school. Yeah, I mean, when was the last time they were good? I oh, don't yeah. Re remember any. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know either. And uh, he's like, hey, you guys here, you you suck. So it's going to be out with the old and in with the new. I'm bringing a lot of my guys. I'm also going to be poaching, you know, the best coaches I can get from around the nation. And now we got this thing called the transfer porter, we, portal. We just saw it with USC where they, they went from just a mediocre team to almost being the playoff right. in a single season. So you can turn it around quickly. Yeah. And you can get guys that want to be a part of that. They want to be a part of the attention. They want to be a part of all that money that's going to be coming in. So I'm not saying he's going to go out there and, you know, win it all next year. But I would I would not be surprised if they're very competitive in the pack and if they even uh, make a run at, at being up there for the the Pac-12 um, championship contention. Maybe not in the single season, but definitely within within two to three years. Um, so I do I do appreciate it because I think they were like what one in eleven or yeah. one in ten yeah, or something awful. like that. So it's like yeah. you guys like. You're There's not going to have a spot here. <laughs> There's nowhere I'm to gonna, go. I'm going to be bringing in guys that are better than you. 
probably his existing team that he had at Jackson was going to be better than that. That and squad you know there. he's going to bring a lot of those guys in. Yeah, you know? all the best and guys that are there, he's going to bring them. I don't blame him. And then he's going to get whoever he can in the transfer, the best guys that he can possibly get. He's going to bring him in. Same thing with the coaching. So yeah, I I, I think it's actually good. He's going to uh, bring I, guys in that have a proven track record who can put yep. in the work. Uh, there's it. a lot of guys up there that, uh, you know, you're not guaranteed anything, especially right. in life. There's a great life lesson. It's like, you know, who would have a problem with the way that he addressed the team other than mothers? You yeah. know, yeah. other than Pearl Clutchers. Exactly. <laughs> you know, he he gave them real speak. He said that I'm right. going to hold you responsible. You You are going to have to prove yourself daily. You yep. are not going to be given anything. So yes. uh, get off your mama's lap put in the yep. work do not expect to you know uh be like i said given anything or that you own any position you should always daily be fighting for it right you know right. And, and that not just on the football field but in life right and 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 so i i can't imagine anybody having an issue uh with what he said other than oh i don't know like how it made them feel <laughs> uh well you we we all know what you can do with your feelings on the football field um, right so i i think that he's just going to be a positive force for absolutely the, the, the school for the for the pac-12 in general it's going to bring a lot more eyes it's going to bring a lot more interest i'm not sure how many current college students the age that they are how conscious they are of who Deion sanders actually yeah. is that's right. a wild card there because like any one of us would be like shit i'm, I'm transferring there i want to go play yeah. for Deion." <laughs> but but if anything they may not know who he was and and, and what a force he was as an athlete but what they do know, and this is this is actually, you know, the unfortunate thing, but the truth is that they know that he is at least has like social media, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, followers and following and, right. and, and gets a lot of eyes and coverage in the news. You know what I mean? So it's like, well, if I go there, you know, I, I can be seen, you know, Um and and so there, you know, obviously that's a positive for for any athlete looking to you know uh, fold their uh, you know ex their their football experience into the next level, um, yep. you know. And and so yeah, I think it's it's all good. I loved how he spoke to the students. I love how he spoke to the team. Uh, more of that all over the place, right? Uh, one thing I didn't like is I think it was Blaine during the halftime show of like maybe the TCU Kansas State game. I can't remember. It was one of those uh, uh, games. Um, did you see Nick Saban by the chance? Oh, chance gosh. was politicking, pouring so himself cringe. for how Alabama has the right to be in the college playoffs. Oh my God! And 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 why that lasted so long? And 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 why? I I don't know. I think it was Fox, maybe that that, that, that yeah, was doing it was it. Fox. It was the my Michigan. God, like that was Purdue just game. disgusting to me. It was yeah. yeah thank you. It was it the was. Purdue game. Like, what did you think of that? That was just cringe. It was like douche chills all over the place. <laughs> That was completely pathetic, and it I was. actually give give people credit on on Twitter. A lot of them were commenting like, "Why the hell is this guy on there?" Exactly. I thought, okay, they're gonna give Saban like two minutes, and then they're gonna cut to like the coach of the next team that thinks they should be in. But no, it was all Saban the entire time. Like, why the hell is this guy on there? Complete conflict of interest. Why are they promoting this guy? Yeah, I, I was disgusted by it, and I frankly, I, I just tuned him out. I didn't even listen to him because, I mean, what else is he going to say? He's going to say, oh, you know, we deserved a shot to get in there when clearly you don't. You had two losses, and there's teams with better resumes on there. 
Um, so it, it, it was disgusting. It's just a big money thing. You know, they know Alabama has a big following and big money. So I don't know, maybe they were trying to convince the, the committee that decides these things that maybe they should uh, slide Alabama in there and, and jump over other teams. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was pretty disgusting. And to your point, it's like, what's he going to say? Right. But then all, uh, all that said, it's just like, Oh, well, well clearly you want to have the best, you want to have the best college football teams <laughs> playing the other best teams, you know? Huh. So, so who's going to be favored? Uh, we're going to yeah. be fa- like, I don't think we'd be favored. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was just that was just awful. Anyway, well, speaking of the college playoffs, of course, uh, the, the 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 top four teams uh, we we've got, of course, the, the favorite in my opinion, the Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah. Um, they're going to uh, for the the college football semifinals, uh, the, the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl. They're going to take on um, the number four ranked Ohio State uh, Buckeyes, and then of course we've got the uh, Michigan Wolverines. They're going to take on uh, TCU uh, for the uh, Fiesta Bowl. Um, that's it, and then whoever wins those games, uh, you know, uh, battle each other for 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 the title for it all. Um, you know, real quick, what what is your reaction? Because of course, with USC and their loss, and we'll get to that here in a bit. Um, you know that that shifted uh, the power ranking. That shifted what uh, people thought the guaranteed lineup would be. TCU losing to uh, Kansas right. State, but still being in. How do you feel about that? Um, what's yeah. your overall reaction to uh, to these four teams? Yeah, they, they lost and still maintained the three seed as well. Um, I mean, I I get it. I, I get why these teams are in there based off the rankings and you know the full season. If you've been listening to our podcast, you know that we kind of prefer the having the conference championship actually mean something. Yeah, they gotta mean es- something, especially when considering who should be able to play for the national championship. How can you play for a national championship if you can't even be a champion of your own conference? To right. me, it, it doesn't make any sense. I think you either got to scratch the conference championship game and just go off based on rankings in your regular season um, or have the conference championship actually mean something. Kansas State, they had a great season. Kevin you know, called that, by the way. Kevin, yeah, Kevin called Kevin, uh, Kevin did call Kansas it. State he called the TCU game, loss. TCU. He did call it. Yeah. You know, it took overtime. It took a great great game. You know, TCU did beat them in the regular season, but that was regular season. This is when all the money's on the line. This is the conference championship. I think that if you can't win your conference, you shouldn't you have no right to play for the national right. championship. To and me, it's a no-brainer. If, if you want to cry about it and whine and say, Oh, this three loss team or this four loss team is now going to be playing for a national championship, well, did you win your conference? Right. No, then that's it. You got to win your conference. So, if if we see if we ha- would have seen a Georgia, Michigan, Kansas State, and either a Utah or Clemson, I, I would actually would have liked to have seen Utah, even though Clemson did have a better record, a one one game better record. Um, I I mean, I couldn't have argued that because they all are champions, and I think champions deserve to face other champions. Um, but with that being said, I, I I get it. The TCU and Ohio State, based off the regular season, they had a great season. So, and this you know, is why this needs to be addressed there. during the uh, twelve team uh, yeah. system. And and we talked about this last show. I I, I have a proposition that uh, you know the the Big Five conference winners, those that win their conference, are the automatic. They they automatically are in. Right. Um, and then there's five, you know, wild card for a lack of better term. 
which is in essence the top ranked teams that exclude those that potentially yeah. win their conference. Would have been TCU. Yeah. And and here's the thing about the conference USC. play. They may need to change the the format. Like for example, yeah, you could I have Pac twelve playing the North and the South. Well, you could have a terrible North team against an elite sure. South team, and then you could have two elite South teams and, and one doesn't get to the to the conference championship. So so right. I believe SEC is the same way. Um, uh, some of yeah. the other conferences are simple. So that might need to be addressed in order yes. to make everybody happy. It is the best teams in that conference play a championship game. But whoever wins their conference absolutely deserves to go to the big show. And so if five, because of course, respectfully to the other conferences, I mean, come on. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, like we do have those flukes. We do have those moments where Mountain West, you know, Boise State, you know, comes in like, so, so we have a way to potentially address that. But that said, that could be addressed, you know, through either the five wild card um, um, entrance. And then I, I propose though, I'm, I don't know how strong I feel about this is that, that there would be a two non big five conference team um, inclusion uh, of, so, so you would look to the, the non big five conferences and, and, and you would find two teams. So you would, you'd be obligated to be inclusive amongst the conferences and, and invite two teams to participate. Now, of course, they would probably be lambs to the slaughter. They'd probably play like the first, you know, ranked yeah, or whoever, right. um, but it's like good for you. It's an acknowledgement, it's tip of the cap, and it's also like a, a, a camaraderie of like we're all in this together kind of thing. Um, but, you know, I was kind of chasing the rabbit with this, this idea, this thought. And so, for example, with the Big Five Conference winners, of course, with the ACC, you would have Clemson, who's ranked number 10. Um, you know, Big 12 was Kansas State at 11. Uh, Big 10, you had Michigan, of course, uh, ranked number two. Pac-12, you had Utah, ranked number seven. And SEC, Georgia, uh, ranked number one. So, of course, because Georgia and Michigan are already those top five teams, you would then go, you know, move down the line. And then for the five wild card slots, you would uh, then have TCU, uh, who's ranked three, uh, Ohio State at four, uh, Alabama at five, Tennessee at six, and USC at eight. So all of those teams would be in. And then the two non-Big Five conference uh, teams that would be included would be out of the AAC, you would have Tulane, who was uh, uh, ranked number 14 but had an 11-2 and two record. And then you, out of the Conference USA, you would have uh, UTSA, uh, uh, University of Texas, uh, San Antonio, who is ranked 22, also with an 11 and 2 record. Now, again, I understand that people might have a problem with that. Well, you're not sending the best teams, you know, to the playoffs, <laughs> right? Okay, so then if that wasn't the case, uh, then to back up and, and we nixed those two non um, Big Five conferences, and we just went with who had the best record after those five core conference winners, um, then uh, uh, after USC, you would have Penn State uh, and also Washington. Um, so I don't know. To me, that seems like uh, the, the, the best way to look at this. I hope they look at it this way, opposed yeah. to just taking the top 12 regardless. Right. Um, but uh, you know me. I've said it before. I'm, I'm really just not a big fan of, of the playoff system, period. I, I, I The championship system, I, I just think it's always something that's always going to be debated because somebody's going to be left out. Somebody's not going to make that top four. 12 seems like too many. 
Um, eight seems like not enough. It, I just feel like nobody's ever going to be satisfied. That that appetite's never going to be, you know, <laughs> it's it's just it's always right. going to be debated. It's always going to be a problem. And and I just don't. I I I, I see us at twelve, and the people going, oh, it should be at sixteen, you know. And then like yeah. actually, you know, it's going to be you know the March Madness <laughs> of of November December, uh, um, or or like we said jokingly, the football season never ends, um, and it's just one long tournament um you know so so i i get your point i agree with you wholeheartedly that the conference games need to matter you have to win your conference in order to be in the conversation i'm not a big fan of tcu still being there i get it like you said from a wins loss standpoint and who they played against but dude you lost your conference games you lost your the 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 game that you should you for for all all the respect the hometown respect to, to to own the conference that you're in like that's something that you should have handedly you know, just just completely owned. And if you don't do that, what? Why do you get a, an invitation to the big show? It's the same thing with USC. They couldn't get it done against Utah. Utah had their number twice, yep. and they could not complete. And so, are they elite? Are they that four slot? No, they're not. They're out. You know, um, why the same didn't happen to TCU? I don't quite understand. Um, but, uh, you know, that's why they're moving to this 12 game system, uh, 12 team system, excuse me, because, you know, they're, they're hoping that it'll scratch the itch of a, a, a lot of, you know, these thoughts and apprehensions that people have. But, you know, ultimately, then you're looking at who's that 13, 14, 15 slot and why were they left out? It never ends. <laughs> people are never going to be satisfied. This is never going to go away. Um, but uh, real quick, let's move on to uh, the uh, Heisman uh, candidates that was announced. We got uh, Stetson Bennett out of uh, Georgia. You got Max Duggan. TCU quarterback CJ Stroud, uh, Ohio State, and of course the favorite. Um, you, we've got Caleb Williams uh, out of USC. I mean, Caleb is is just a force uh, de jour. Uh, he's uh, 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 he's he's just um, you know he, he's obviously a, a magnificent talent. But it was not a good look for him, especially against his loss against Utah. I mean, I, you know, I'm not a big fan of the whole painted nails thing um, for, yeah. for many reasons. Uh, I'm, I'm not a fan of, uh, you know, just the, the the agenda to try to continually, you know, feminize men. But whatever. Maybe you like your your little pedicures or manicures or whatever. <laughs> and, you know, you teach his own do your damn thing. But I'm not a big fan of, you know, expletives, you know, directed towards other schools, especially schools within your own um, conference. You know, I think that that's tacky. I don't understand why the athletic director signs off on that or hasn't shut that right. down, nipped that in the bud. To me, it's a real bad look. But uh, just from a man standpoint, if you're going to have that kind of machismo, if you're going to kind of throw that, you know, kind of smoke around, uh, when you get your ass kicked and you get hit in the mouth, you should at least be man enough to stand up and shake the other team's hand um, or, or, you know, take it like a man and not uh, immediately go uh, sit and sob with a towel over your head uh, after after losing. You know, of course, everybody, oh, he got injured. He, you know, his, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, whatever. But, you know, there, you can't act like, you know, you, you, you're this big dog. And, and then the, the second, like I said, you, you, you uh, catch an L, um, you're, you're sobbing on the sideline. I don't know. I, I don't know Caleb Williams. It just seems like, you know, I, I don't know if he knows who his daddy is. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like actions acting like that on the sideline. It's just like, you know, God, I don't know if that guy's got a father. Might be unfair to say, but that's that's what I think. That's that's how I react. But uh, more importantly, um, I, to me, it's like, dude, there, there, there's no grit there. There's, there's no... 
it would make it would make me pause if I had a vote in regards to the to the Heisman. Um, how do you feel about that? And and also, do you think that Caleb, because he's he's the clear favorite, at least as far as what I hear in the press. I mean, I I, I thought he was a clear favorite, yeah. you know, against Utah. Um, the guy's an amazing talent. I'm not trying to say that he's not. He's I I think he's he's definitely heading to the NFL. He's think he's he, I hope he stays at USC for several more years. Um, but uh, point is is that I, I I think the guy's legit. But do you think he's deserving of the Heisman? Did you think that that performance against Utah affected um, his his candidacy? Uh, I I do think he's deserving of the Heisman. I don't think it affected it too much. I th- I think that. The voters will just look at the entire body of work. They'll probably give him somewhat of a pass. I mean, even though if you look at his numbers from the game, his numbers were still damn good. Yeah. He still threw for like 300 and almost 50 yards. I think he still had three touchdowns. Uh, Did have a pick, which on the season brought his whole total to like four. So he had a lot of touchdowns to very, very few turnovers. Uh, 37 total touchdown passing, which was tied for the most in the – college football and then also another 10 yard uh, not 10 yards another 10 touchdowns running so 47 total touchdowns that's actually a uic record Uh, i think that's by far the most in college football so i i would be shocked if he doesn't win it um the one thing that i was speaking of shocked was uh the georgia quarterback being in there uh i thought that the tennessee quarterback hooker uh, was going to be in there he had a hell of a season but i think the acl kind of not only knocked him out of the season, but knocked him out of the Heisman right. as well. And then Georgia, I mean, the guy hasn't what lost in over a year. So he's just on a juggernaut team. I he's not really putting up numbers like some of these other guys, but they threw him in there just because they've been killing everyone. So why not? I guess uh, Stroud, he was in there last year and he's, he's in there again. So another great season for him. And then, uh, yeah, the TCU quarterback, you know, not, not totally flashy, but he's just will grind you down and, you know, another amazing season. And, uh, you know, you got to give him credit. He only lost his very last game in the championship game in overtime. And they were literally like not even a foot away from winning that or getting in the end zone, you know, stopped at the goal line. So great seasons for all of them, but putting all the numbers together, I, w- I would be very surprised if Caleb doesn't win it, Williams. Uh, but yeah, uh, he's he's definitely got some maturing to do, so I do hope he comes back uh, to USC because I think he really needs to, yeah, stop painting his nails, learn how to take a loss, you know, get the towel off your head, and uh, that they got to toughen up because that team looked soft. They got exposed by Utah, not only defensively, but offensively, Williams got somewhat exposed as well for when you take his mobility away, is he able to still beat you in the pocket? And he wasn't, um, wasn't able to make quick reads. So I think as pro scouts, they, they saw that and um, probably would have knocked him down if he was going into the draft, knocked him down a few picks at least. So he's got to come back uh, at least one more season. Uh, he's got some maturing to do. But with that being said, I think I still think he's a, the Heisman favorite. Yeah, and I would I would ultimately agree with you. Um, and 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 Caleb, like I said, he's he's just he's just an amazing talent, and definitely has what it takes. I was getting Cam Newton vibes off of him in the sense that uh, remember that amazing year that Cam Newton had Carolina Panthers, and they made that yeah. Super Bowl run, and everything was just coming up roses for them. Like it was just like I mean, he was doing the Superman, he was doing the dab, <laughs> like everything was, he was chomping on the gum, like everything was perfect, like they could not get beat, and then they got beat. 
you know, in the Super Bowl. And then like he pouted, ran off, didn't take any questions. Like it was just like, and he never recovered. Yeah. He never recovered from that moment. And I was just like, dude, I hope that this isn't, you know, I hope Caleb Williams isn't, you know, a, a, a baby cam. Uh, I hope that he can bounce back. I hope that maybe he can look at himself in the mirror and, and see, see some of the errors of his ways. Um, and and also, you know, just – and again, this is more like just how he carries himself as a, as a man or an individual. Uh, again, the, the, the painted nails thing, that, 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 that's got to go. Um, yeah. Uh, but, uh, again, the messaging, you know, it's petty. It's stupid. It's immature. You know, I, I personally don't like it. I don't think that it's 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 worthy of of uh, uh, individual who's who's obviously receiving scholarship money to attend an institution and to have the privilege to play the game that he does. And a lot of people will be like, "Oh God, you're just such a you know fuddy duddy, you know old guy," <laughs> uh, uh, you know. Uh, but uh, you know that's how I feel about it. I, I I don't think that that's it's it's a it's a good look. I don't think it's a good look at all. And I am curious if this will affect the transfer portal. You know, I'm, I'm wondering if it if it cooled it down a little bit. Uh, I, I don't think so. I think people will love to have the opportunity to play with Caleb Williams. I, I think people love to always have the opportunity to play at USC. Um, and and uh, so I, I think it's just they're going to only get better. But that yeah. said, it's like, you know, you, you still couldn't win your conference. You, you still can't beat Utah. Utah's a great squad. You know, nothing against them. They're definitely a worthy opponent. Um, but uh yeah, well, you know, I'm pretty sure he's going to win. I hope he wins. I, I think, like you were pointing out, he's he's definitely the clear favorite, and and rightly so. Um, and and hopefully they can uh, all all recuperate and uh, get back at it next year. Uh, so let's move on to the NFL. But before we do that, we'd like to invite you to join our agenda sideline, the agenda by subscribing to our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends about the show. Give us a five star rating, and uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at sideline agenda sideline the agenda get off the sideline and into the game okay did we cover everything we we're going to talk about on that one there was <laughs> I'm uh, looking over my notes yeah 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 i just i don't know why i just thought of this when we were talking about dion earlier i was watching the video of him um i remember this like a month ago when he was doing that little handshake with one of those coaches and the guy like like pushed him out of the way because he tried to come in for like a hug and the guy was just didn't want yeah, any part yeah, of that exactly i remember watching him walk out there and he was just like kind of gimping a little bit yeah and then in the video when he's coming in to talk to the colorado players same thing he's like yeah, he's gimping in hitch, there hitching and i was like up. i was like is he just doing like you know the swag walk or like what's what's up with this guy is like is his hip giving out or something <laughs> he's doing he's doing the caleb williams i'm just kidding I, I i asked that question on some post and someone responded back was like he had two toes removed what and i was like well i was like what are you he diabetes i'm just kidding oh god <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, oh, damn, the you know, prime can't run anymore. Uh, no, yeah, he had some kind of injury to his foot. We like dislocated some toes and oh my God. they had to do surgery on it. And like something got somewhat botched. His toes started turning like black and he got like a clot in his leg. Oh. And yeah, it was like a big deal where he said the doctors were talking about, oh, we might have to amputate some toes. And they're like, oh, we might have to amputate the foot. Oh, we might wow. have to take the leg. Uh, so long story short, if you notice him him gimping out there, they had to take a couple of his toes. So I I, I never heard of Man. that, and I was I was kind of shocked. So it's crazy. Of the sugar. <laughs> yeah, it was the crazy because uh, you know wow. one of the best athletes ever, one of the fastest men ever, and you know now he's got a couple toes now missing. He's gimping around, poor guy. <laughs> yeah. 
But anyways, back to NFL. yeah. <laughs> nobody's owed their 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 position. They, they you got to work for it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I didn't know that. <laughs> My toes couldn't own that position anymore, so they had to go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they weren't pulling their weight. They were weight. doing their job so no I more. At my toes, so I had to, you gotta go. You guys gotta go. Snip them and, off. Enter that transfer portal now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Monday Night Football, it happened last night. The old Tom Brady did what Tom, Tom Brady does uh, come b- from behind win. Um, Buccaneers, they are uh, six and six in the NFC South. Uh, didn't matter really because they could have lost this game and still would have been in first place. That's how great that division is. I mean, Tom Brady just completely <laughs> lucks out in any division that he falls in. I mean, even when he was in New England, he was in arguably a very easy division at the time. Um, but uh, yes, uh, they came back. They uh, beat the New Orleans Saints. Actually, what was the final on that one? I, I don't. It was low scoring. Was it like? Uh, 17. I got to bring this up. Oh my God. I'm not prepared. Here we go. Uh, it was a, yeah, 17 16. Um, I'm getting a little tired of the whole Tom Brady shtick where he's all frustrated the entire game and he's throwing tablets and he's yelling at players and, ah, you know, I'm losing his mind and everything. And then in the last, you know, two minutes, he's able to come back and win the game. And then it's like the, ah, shucks. Oh, I did it because of the team and team's so great. And, uh, oh, yeah, Todd Boyles, he's making great calls, you know, and all this kind of stuff in the post game interview. You know what I mean? Getting This is getting really old to me. I mean, what are you thinking about, uh, speaking of getting really old, what do you think about Tom Brady? Um, it, it feels like, the cracks are showing he's still able to kind of get yeah. into that little bit of that miracle juice at the end and and, and pull him out uh but uh this isn't the ideal year for for old tom it's it's the things aren't things aren't looking so hot you know um so so, so what were you thinking in regards to uh the, the bucks beating the saints uh, what are you thinking about, uh, you know, Tom Brady? Should he should he start looking to consider, you know, maybe hanging things up? I mean, uh, it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's, or, or is this like it'll get better somewhere else maybe <laughs> um, or get better in Tampa uh, next year? I, I don't know. I, I don't hold out much faith for, for, for Tom Brady. I think he, he should maybe think about, uh, you know, put, putting up the stirrups. Yeah, I was, uh, I would be shocked if, he comes back to Tampa next year. I would not be shocked if he still plays. Now, where he yeah. would end up, I'm not sure. Uh, San Francisco. Yeah, that, w- that would be one. I don't know if they're going to want to stick with their young guy because I, th- I think they might have had the chance to get him a couple years ago. Um, but, yeah, with the whole thing of Brady, I mean, I don't know, maybe they should start the game with five minutes left on the clock or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's still got that magic at the end. It's just the whole first three and a half quarters where he's been struggling. He's historically, he struggled with the Saints. They play him really well. Um, he, I think he's only, this is actually only the second time he's beat them in the regular season. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it was looking like the Saints were going to come out with this one. The, the, Tampa just couldn't score uh, like we've seen a lot of times this year. But yeah, was it two touchdowns in the last like three minutes? Uh, so still impressive there. Um, but yeah, once he faces a, a good team, if and when they do make the playoffs, I think they're probably going to be done in the first round. But you know, it'd be all it'd be just like old Tom to face the Eagles or the the one seed or something and beat them. <laughs> right. So we'll see. I know oh, man, it's he just kind of keeps hanging around. Like I said, I think last a couple podcasts ago, he's like he just keeps hanging around. He just doesn't go away. He's like a cockroach. You just he can't, really can't get rid of him. He just keeps coming. You can't <laughs> underestimate the man's ability to pull it. a rabbit out of a hat. And uh, you know he did that uh, last night, and and it was you know it was a 
deja vu all over again in regards to the Rams game yeah, earlier geez. this season as well. Just like, you know, losing the entire game only to last two minutes, march it down the field and take the yep. win. Um, so, you know, he, he does still have, he still, he still can do that. It, it, yep. To me, it's just a head scratcher where it's like, well, why don't you do that the whole game? Right, right. <laughs> Your little five and outs and, and, and just march down the field. Like, like, I don't know. Is it, is it, is it that they're all inept? That his team is completely inept the entire game, making him all frustrated and mad and angry like a petulant child. And then all of a sudden the team just like, bing, falls in line and gets it done because <laughs> it got yelled at enough by old mama Brady. Or is it maybe like his head's not right? His life ain't right he's he's got a little bit of brain fog going on and he's he it's not you know what i mean like it's 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 more him than uh them i don't know you know takes takes Uh, the old man three and a half quarters to finally get the juices going right (laughs) he's finally loose all right boys i'm finally loose I can bend down, touch my toes. Let's get going. Let's go win this game. Um, yeah. Well, anyways, I, I thought that was uh, you know t- it's 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 Tom Brady, man. That's what he does. He, he's definitely the goat, but uh, the, the the goat needs to to go at somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of somebody who should probably go at somewhere else as well, uh, Deshaun Watson. He made his wonderful return to the NFL um, to a chorus of boos. From uh, uh, Houston Texan fans uh, in in the NFL, they they they, they kind of swept this one under the rug, didn't they? I mean, I didn't. I yeah. don't know about you watching watching the games uh, Sunday. I I didn't really see nary a yep a Cleveland Browns highlight a Deshaun Watson highlights like this game didn't exist. Yep. you know, it's like they 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 redacted this one from from history as, as much as they possibly could. Um, so what did, what did you think of that? I mean, this kind of went the way that I expected. I mean, of course, to around ten of the accusers were uh, so, uh, apparently present at this game. Game. And, and a lot of the Texan uh, fans, they, they you know, uh, th- threw as many uh, insults and whatever they could to Deshaun Watson. And, and like I said, booed him damn near every time he touched the football. Uh, is this something that continues? And, and are, is, is the NFL going to continue to act like uh, Deshaun Watson doesn't exist? I think it will continue. It won't be as bad because, you know, this was Houston where he was at when all this happened. He played for them. So... You know, everyone is there just hyper aware of the situation because they didn't have their quarterback all of last season because of what was going on. Um, but I think that wherever he goes, there is going to be, a, a you know, albeit a minority of people, people out there heckling him for, for what he's done. And I actually was, you know, you go on social media and you, you look at the comments and sometimes you're surprised at just how just some of the takes some of these people have. I was actually somewhat, you know, proud of people on this one because they were almost like well over 90% of the people were ripping this guy all kinds of pictures right. of uh Watson with uh Bill Cosby's face superimposed over his face <laughs> no, that, that, that kind of stuff um so I was happy to see that and yeah I hope he gets uh booed everywhere he goes and and he just has to constantly get reminded of this but yeah I, I was thinking the same thing you're know, watching these games and they usually always do cutaways like every time someone scores and yeah, I didn't see any cutaways of this one. game at I all. Didn't see Not one, one cutaway. 
They're like, this like, game man, isn't who, happening right now. Who won the Browns Texans game. <laughs> it's not even on local TV. <laughs> well, the Browns they they beat the Texans twenty seven fourteen, but uh, yeah, they, they it was it was just uh, uh, completely uh, taken off air. Um, l- let's move uh, to uh, the Green Bay Packers game. Uh, Green Bay uh, headed to Chicago to take on the Bears. Let me throw you some amazing stat numbers to you, right? Uh, Justin Fields, he threw for 254 yards and he oh. rushed for 71 yards and a touchdown. This guy is elite. This guy is amazing. He is a tour de force, but they lost the game 28 19. And Aaron Rodgers officially owns the Bears with a 25 and 5 record against Chicago. I am getting so damn tired of the narrative, the narrative that they've created around Justin Fields as being this elite quarterback. I'm getting really tired of of just hearing this and them still kind of holding this up when he still doesn't win games. Yeah, you got great individual stats. Congratulations. Uh, Those will be fun to look at in the back of your playing card. But you know, as far as your your you know your your squad, you're you're winning. You you're not doing it, and so therefore, why are you even in this conversation? Uh, I don't know. I just it just annoys the hell out of me. Yeah, it's it's pretty weird because um, I think at one point they were up like nineteen to ten or, or some something like that. Yeah, no, they, the they looked like they were going to win the game. Yeah, they had a big lead, and then the next time I look up, <laughs> Packers twenty eight nineteen. I was like, yep, Rogers, he's your daddy. Yeah, your daddy Fields. He did and it. the Bears, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I agree with you. The hype with with Fields, it's 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 unfounded at this point. Sure, the guy can put up some numbers sometimes, but generally he's not anywhere near 250 yards passing. He's well below 200, but his running is uh, what's kind of keeping him in the game. So just like most running quarterbacks, you know, I, they get figured out at some point, and if you're not able to. Uh, uh, put a game away once you got a lead. Like, where's that running going? That's when you're supposed to put the game away. So, you know, people can cry and say, oh, it's all his, it's his defense or he doesn't have enough weapons or whatnot. You know, he, he's still young, so we'll see what happens in the next couple of years, but I don't see any reason for all the hype right now. Yeah. Um, well, let's move on. Uh, Minnesota Vikings, they uh, hosted the New York Jets, and they beat them 27-22. I actually thought this was great showing by the Vikings, and, I, I you know, I've, they're my one of my favorites in the NFC. Uh, my, my confidence in them has been rocked a little bit, but... Uh, I got to say them um, having a good showing against this Jets defense, uh, you know, reinstated a little bit of confidence in me. Um, I, I think they're 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 looking pretty. Uh, I, I don't know that they're going to ultimately win the uh, conference, but they'll definitely, of course, win their division um, and uh, probably have a good showing in the playoffs. Uh, did you have any reaction to this game? This was just a really damn good game. Uh, both teams are very tough teams, and that's what I like about them, especially Minnesota. You know, whether they're down or up, that they just keep coming, and you can't really put them away. The Jets got into the red zone many times and only could come away with field goals. I think it was like four out of five times, and that was really the difference of the game. Um, so I, I think both teams will kind of still be there come playoff time, and and they'll they'll be hanging around because. Uh, 
they're going to be tough out. So it was, was a great game. Could have gone either way, but Minnesota at home, they were able to pull it off. All right, let's turn real quickly to uh, the Philadelphia Eagles uh, taking on the Tennessee Titans. The Eagles beat the Titans 35-10. Uh, you know, we were looking forward to this matchup. I uh, thought it was going to be a little more competitive than it ended up being. I don't know. Is the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, are they, I mean, are they the, the, the clear favorites for the NFC? And, um, you know, uh, uh, practically unbeatable? Are they, are they for real? Are they legit? Yeah, they're definitely for real. Um, I was actually shocked. I kind of wanted to take Tennessee before this game, uh, but Philadelphia, they, they put a whooping on them. So Philadelphia definitely established themselves as the, the class of the NFC. And, and coming up in a few weeks, them versus Dallas, that's going to be a great one there. Definitely. Uh, 49ers, they uh, hosted the Miami Dolphins. Again, this was the age-old battle between offense and defense. And the old cliche holds up. Defense wins. Defense wins championships. Uh, The 49ers beat the Miami Dolphins 33-17. And they did so uh, even by losing Jimmy Garoppolo very early in the game. Jimmy, apparently he's out for the rest of the season. Um, so, uh, does this mean twofold? Does this mean that, uh, Seattle is now the NFC West favorite? And, uh, also, uh, considering that the 49ers have been, a you know, uh, growing NFC champ, uh, favorite, uh, at least as far as I was concerned and potentially even heading to the Super Bowl. Um, how does this affect their chances without Jimmy Garoppolo? They had, uh, Brock Purdy. Uh, step in. He was looking mighty purdy, actually, the way he played, considering <laughs> that the uh, quarterback used like drafted 262nd in the seventh round. He's like the last guy picked, right? Um, yeah, Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Irrelevant. That's right. And I believe he's out of Iowa State. Uh, so, so what do you think? Like uh, Brock Purdy, is he uh, g- going to be the new next uh, uh, Nick Foles? Um, I also understand Baker Mayfield. He's out on waivers. Carolina Panthers let him go. I mean, does San Francisco <laughs> pick up Baker Mayfield? I mean, that's kind of a crazy question. But nonetheless, uh, uh, what do you think about uh, the 49ers and uh, their their future uh, now uh, knowing that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be out for the rest of the season? Yeah, if they did bring in Mayfield, it'd be strictly for a backup role. They're not marching him out to start. They're going to go with Purdy. Uh, I think they're going to go as far as that defense takes them, but I, I would. I, I think I had them probably going to the Super Bowl, either them or Philly, but I'm knocking them down to at least third place now. It's going to be between Philly and Dallas most likely would be my my bet there. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Maybe this Purdy guy will end up being one of those no-name guys that comes out of nowhere and, and leads his team to a Super Bowl like a Kurt Warner or – uh, like a uh, Tom Brady, um, you know, those guys are very rare, but we've seen it happen multiple times before. So uh, I was kind of surprised to see the Dolphins uh, not able to score as much as they did. They had somewhat of an off game, uh, but, you know, defense will do that to you. So I, I think both teams will still be in the hunt uh, towards the end. Uh, but yeah, Garoppolo going down, that could be a, a, a big, uh, that could be, you know, one of those games where you, you win the battle but lose the war. Right, exactly. And I agree with you. It felt it just felt off for Miami as well. Uh, like you said, defense will do that to you. Um, and, and it felt like, a, you know, Miami might have been owed one, you know, as far as a, one of those yeah. uh, games to lose for the season. But I expect yeah. both uh, expect them to bounce back and, and both uh, those teams are definitely going to be a factor uh, just because uh, we're resident Rams fans. Uh, just briefly, Rams losing to the Seattle Seahawks 27-23. They had it. They had it. They had it. They could have won this game. Matt Stafford list. Uh, Aaron Donald 
McDonald lists, Cooper Cup lists, uh, Allen Robinson lists. I mean, go down the line, right? Uh, the the Rams yeah. lists could have uh, actually pulled this one out, but then it was like you know I, I turn away and then with a, you know two minutes left in the game, and of course uh, Gino, do you Gino the quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks? Uh, <laughs> Gino Smith marches him down the field to score final touchdown to win the game. Um, what were your thoughts in regards to 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 the Seahawks? I, I thought that they kind of you know felt a little exposed to me actually because uh, I wasn't yeah. really wowed by the Rams' play, though they had they were definitely playing better than they did last week. Um, but you know what what were your takeaways with with uh, this matchup? Yeah, Seattle's not good against the run. That got exposed. So Seattle's if they do happen to somehow catch a wild card, they're they're not going far. Even as good as Geno has been this year, as far as his completion percentage goes, um, that defense is not going to take them very far. Uh, a Rams team that couldn't run the ball basically all season goes in there, and I think they ran for like 170 something yards. So that was nice to see. Uh, I hope this will shut down all of the the moron uh, oh Perkins God, yeah. stands out there. <laughs> like <laughs> Wolford, you know, he he had a decent game, not a great game, but a decent game. Yeah, he doesn't have very much arm strength either, but he's actually got a lot of arm strength compared to Perkins. But the thing is, um, so Wolford, yeah, he can run too, though. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, got he's still least, mobile. He, exactly. He's mobile. He's just as mobile as Perkins, but he at least can kind of yeah. throw. <laughs> exactly. Perkins just can't exactly. throw. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, overall, the Rams, they played fairly well at Wagner. We had a Wagner side. Yeah. I mean, he's been okay Trying this year, but squad. I was, ex- yeah, I was expecting to see more of this kind of Wagner. Yeah. Uh, throughout the season, you know, he's, he's been solid, but he hasn't been this kind of a guy. Uh, but yeah, just when you thought, okay, the, the game should be won, the defense, all they got to do is make a stop. But here comes that soft zone again that we've been ripping on all season. And Kendrick, I mean, that cornerback just, uh, yeah, it, it was ugly there at the end. Uh, but entertaining game. Got, got kind of chippy, which was fun. Um, but yeah, both teams, neither one's really doing much this year, even if Seattle makes a wild card. Yeah, I expect them to. I, you know, they're they're definitely my pick to make the wild card. But maybe it might be San Francisco now with the Jimmy G situation. Maybe they'll flip. But yeah. uh, who knows? Uh, sticking sticking with Los Angeles, the Los Angeles Chargers headed to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders beat the Chargers surprisingly, twenty seven twenty. Austin Eckler had a fumble that was, you know, probably a main contributing factor to that. But I mean, AFC West. We thought uh, we were thinking so much, so highly of this division, and of course. It's just been a shadow of its potential. Um, what are you making as far as the Chargers are concerned? I mean, are they going to even make the playoffs? Do they even have a shot now at uh, at the at the wild card slot? Yeah, it looks like Chargers are out. I mean, I I don't really know exactly what it is with the, this team. They just always kind of hover around mediocrity. I mean, whoever they're playing, good or bad, they're just going to be in a tight game, and some of them they're going to pull out, and some of them they're not. And they're just going to hang around kind of that 500 mark, which is exactly where they are. And this Raiders team, you know, if they started yeah. out the season like this, that, that, you know, they're looking good. I think they finally found their their groove, if you will. Um, but, yeah, Chargers had a lead early. They couldn't hang on to it. So kind of disappointing there. Uh, but two teams that look like they're not going anywhere. But the Raiders, they're going to be playing that kind of that spoiler role now because they're a team that's getting hot that if they play like this, you know, that they could beat most teams out there. Yeah, and they're on a, a three-game win streak. You know, seems like things are falling in line there. We'll see if that continues. 
Um, well, let's move sticking with uh, one of the teams, at least as far as the AFC West is concerned, the leader of the West, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. They uh, they can't seem to beat the Bengals, right? Um, they end up losing uh, to to Cincinnati Bengals. Um, geez, what was the final score with that? It was uh, 27-24. Close game, right? Yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, um, the, the the Bengals seem to continue to roll and uh, continue to improve. And now with um, apparently Lamar Jackson, he's uh, 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 he's going to be week to week. Uh, they're 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 hitting it hitting their stride at the perfect time. Yep. I mean, they're, they're definitely seemingly now the favor favorite for the uh, NFC North division. Um, so what was your takeaway from this game? Uh, and, uh, does, 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 does Kansas city have a real problem on their hands? Uh, Kansas city does that, that defense, uh, can definitely be a problem. And, um, the offense, they didn't score in the fourth quarter. That that's obviously a huge problem. You got to be able to, to put teams away, uh, especially when you got a lead, uh, Kelsey fumble was costly. Uh, also early in the game, they had a potential touchdown that got batted down at the line and they had to settle for a field goal. Um, but these are two teams that are always going to play each other tough, play each other close. The Bengals are kind of the opposite of the Ravens. Ravens started out hot. Bengals started out cold, but Bengals are hot now. Ravens, even though they won their last game, barely, um, they're kind of cooling off a little bit. So Bengals would, would look like they're going to be the, the better team for that division. Um, yeah, Burrow, I mean, if he keeps you know stringing a couple more wins together, he might be trying to throw his hat in the MVP race. Mm. Um, but yeah, with, with, with the Chiefs, um, they can absolutely beat the Bengals. I thought this game could have gone either way. Um, just a play here, a play there. But, but it shows you where the Bengals are at, that, that they're right there with the Chiefs. But the Chiefs, they got to get some pressure. Uh, I think that was that was mainly the difference. Burrow looked like he had a much cleaner pocket, and uh, the Chiefs can't really get too much pressure on him. And and he was able to convert pretty big uh, third and longs, uh, several of those to to kind of tilt this in their favor. Yeah, and the Bengals they are now on a four game win streak. Uh, so uh, you know, definitely it's it's going to come down to it. I mean, this is this is uh, the AFC. Everything's tightening up. Uh, big time, um, and and that's of course when it uh, starts to really get entertaining. And then of course for the Sunday night football game, we had the Dallas Cowboys, as we mentioned, obliterate the Indianapolis Colts, fifty four to nineteen. Um, it's funny because I was re looking at the stats, thinking that Dak, Dak would have a a bunch of yards uh, on the ground as far as uh, throwing yards, but he only threw for one hundred seventy yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. Uh, but uh, um, you know, I, I was I was kind of surprised by that. I was expecting a lot more numbers there, uh, but uh, of course, like you said, the Dallas Cowboys, their offense, it just uh, it seems to to it's it's rolling, it's it's filling out, you know, and they're finding a rhythm. Um, you know, uh, what are you thinking in regards to the Dallas Cowboys because they are still, you know, in that NFC East, the Easts are the beast division, yep. and uh, of course, they're in the shadow of uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm totally assuming they're going to hit that, uh, that wild card slot, of course, with, uh, the giants and yeah. the commanders tying, <laughs> ending, ending their game <laughs> yeah. in a handshake, uh, help nobody out. Um, you know, are, are, do the Cowboys have a shot? I think they actually have a shot to, to, to find their way to the, to, to the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, absolutely. This is a team you don't want to get down against. If if you have to get one dimensional and go back and throw the ball, I mean, just good night. They're, they're going to get you. 
Uh, that that D line is amazing. I want to say their defense probably outscored the Colts just by themselves. I mean, it looked like every time yeah. I turn around the second half, Cowboys were returning a fumble or returning an interception or or, or whatnot. So. Yeah, you don't want to get down against this team because they're they're relentless defensively, and they've got ball hawks uh, in the corner position. So th- yeah, they're a dangerous team. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the Eagles Cowboys matchup. Um, but I know both those teams. They if they can get it, they really want that uh, that home field. Uh, I think more it's more important probably for the Eagles um, than it is for the Cowboys, just from the standpoint that they've been in first all season, and if you end up losing that that division league to the Cowboys. You lost all that old momentum. You got to go on the road to face them potentially. That's just a, a lot of mental losses to have to take before you even play that game. If they did happen to face in the, in the playoffs. So big game coming up in a few weeks. Uh, but yeah, Cowboys Eagles. I, I think it's probably going to come down to them. 49ers will probably have something to say with that defense, but it's tough to lose a veteran quarterback like that. And finally, uh, Thursday night football, we have the uh, Raiders uh, heading to L.A. to take on the Rams. I mean, obviously, this is a Thursday classic Thursday night football matchup, right? Classic. Uh, you know, earlier in the season, we thought that this probably would be a, a good game, but uh, maybe not so much, and especially with the Raiders rolling the way that they are. And, of course, the the Rams, the Rams less player, less Rams. Um, uh, you know, do, do they have a shot? Uh, is, is there a stunner here? I mean, because if anybody could lose, it, it is the Raiders. Um, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if anybody could win. It's the Rams. So uh, what are you expecting here right. on Thursday? Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting the Raiders to win this one. I think the Rams might be able to keep it somewhat competitive for maybe two to three quarters, but I, I don't think they'll keep up with them. Uh, if if Carr is smart, they're, they're just going to run the ball and he's just going to dink and dunk on that right. soft zone and – that's really all they got to do. Don't do anything risky with the ball because that's really the only thing that could keep the Rams in is if they do some dumb turnovers or whatnot and give the Rams some easy points. And uh, also, by the way, Stafford done for the season uh, mm. with a, I Good. think they said a spinal or a neck yeah, contusion, spinal, so like yeah. a, a bruise or something. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, done for the season. Uh, Rams season's over. There's really no point to even try to go out there to win other than it doesn't matter if you win or lose because you're not getting a first round pick either way. So might as well try to win the game. Yeah, and that's hope when, that the, the bad hope the bad Raiders team shows up. Exactly. <laughs> if if Carr drops back, you know, and uh, you know those uh, secondaries uh, want to you know catch themselves some stat picks and and uh, yep. you know if they don't rely on the run and give the ball to Jacobs, you know anything is possible. The Rams yep. might and, and when the Rams right. have the freedom to just uh, play. Uh, because, like you said, they're out. They they know they're out. They're just out there for for the love of it, I suppose. Um, who knows? You you might have a, a surprise win, but I I highly doubt it. Uh, um, and I'm glad to hear that Stafford's out for the rest of the season. It's time to put a button up and you button this entire yeah. season up in LA and and just try to hopefully uh, focus on next year and get some of those guys healthy. Um, you know, because uh, it's 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 sad <laughs> to talk about yeah. going from. The Super Bowl champs, the Super the Bowl The highest chumps. of highs to the lowest of lows. Man. Worth just, it, though. Yeah, totally worth absolutely. it. Absolutely. 
It does. It does put a little damper on it, though, because you can't really like be throwing it around still. Like, yeah, no, we defended champs. <laughs> We're the champs. Yeah, that's I, right. I guess you can now, ironically. <laughs> right. Until there's a new Super Bowl like, champion, yeah, we suck, We're but still, hey, we won the champs. That's right. <laughs> we are the In reigning LA. champs. <laughs> Stan Kroenke is yeah. He's like this. Totally worth it. <laughs> All right. Well, that's you walking be around flashing yeah. the ring at everyone. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You might as well get something out of it, some mileage out of it. All right, that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for listening to Sideline the Agenda. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy your podcast entertainment. Give us a five-star rating and tell your friends about the show. You can also follow us on Twitter at Sideline Agenda. My name is Scott. That's Chris. And this has been Sideline the Agenda. Get off the sideline and into the game.